It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. What a Chick-fil-A biscuit can do to an audience. They really are happy this morning. We're broadcasting live from Pike Nursery on Barrett Parkway. West Cobb Pike is our location. We'll be here till 9 o'clock. Mickey Gasaway from Pike Nursery is with me. An enthusiastic and intelligent group is before me. Our audience has been answering trivia questions, getting, uh, what do we have? We have Cirque du Soleil, Verakai playing at the Gwinnett Arena coming in July. We've got pairs of tickets for that. We've got T-shirts. We've got mugs. We've got all sorts of things, plus the Chick-fil-A from the folks at uh, Dallas Highway Group. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Bob in Kennesaw, this Bob, joins us right now. Hey, Bob, good morning. Good morning. Um, oh, Bob, you're breaking up big time. Bob, I think Bob is no longer there, so we're going to have to go from, go from there to somebody else. Let's go to do, do, do. Jeff is incoming. Jeff joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How can we help, uh, Jeff? Well, I, I've got, a, I've got a, a gardenia bush that I had for about 40 years, wow. and uh, I've moved since then, and I've taken and cut some uh, limbs off of it, and I've brought them up here with me up here and coming, and I've stuck them in some water and finally got them where they started rooting. Now I want to know is when's the best time to put them either in pot and soil or uh, in the ground itself. How long are the roots on them, Jeff? Well, the roots been on them probably maybe uh, three or four weeks now, maybe a little longer. But how long are physically are the roots themselves? Uh, the roots themselves maybe an uh, inch and a half, two inches. That's pretty good. That's, yeah, I think you put good. them in a, at the very least, what I think I would do is put, if they're just in water right now, I think they need a transition between water and soil because the roots that form on plants that do root in water, like uh, gardenias and a lot of house plants, those roots are not the same as the roots that behave the same way in soil. So what you need is sort of a transition. And I would get a, what, six or eight inch baby pot, fill it with potting soil, Plant them very carefully in there so you don't break off these roots because they're really, really tender. And then uh, put it outside in a bright shade location, no full sun at all. Leave them there for in that six-inch pot for, gosh, easily two weeks, maybe a month. And they will grow more and more roots in the potting soil. And when you sort of tap them out of the potting soil pot and they look like they have a lot of roots in them, then they can go in the garden wherever you want to. Okay, great. So now uh, I got one of them that the leaves are really starting to turn brown. Uh, hmm. They're kind of yellowish right now. So is that okay? Yeah. Or it could be there just is no nutrients for it to absorb in the pot or in the water. So, I mean, okay. so it's just turning yeah. yellow from lack of nutrients. In coming, you probably need to put okay. that gardenia pretty close to the house or something. Yeah, Mickey's a little worried that your gardenia might get some cold damage to it. So when you finally do plant it in the garden, closer to the house to shield it from wind and from the cold in the in the wintertime would be best. Oh, okay. All right, I'll do it. All well, right. Thank you very much. Hey, good talking to you, Jeff. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. We've got Marsha in Conyers. She's got problems with her roses. Hey, Marsha, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We are fine. How can we help? Well, um, the other week I heard y'all talking about the rosettes, you know, the knockout roses. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm going to pull mine out and replant them. And I was wondering if there was anything I need to do to the soil before I do that. Generally speaking, they're this the part the plant parts i should say the plant parts that are left in the soil can have the virus still in them so make sure when you pull your roses out you have every bit of root and plant part and leaves and everything else get them away from the location but as long as you have very clean sterile soil without the little mites and and things in it yeah you can plant a new rose in the same place and it generally will not get rose rosette again it's all spread by mites and they don't uh, stay in the soil okay and it's the knockout roses, the only roses they are getting on are new, 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 new. Okay. They get on all sorts of roses. Like, okay. My neighbor has a flower carpet rose, has a good infestation of, or a bad, in case you're a lo rose lover. <laughs> He's got a big infestation of rose rosette on his uh, roses. Mickey, uh -huh. I've seen them on some of the even Nate, the old heirloom roses, right, too. Right, That's how, that's how I understood that they came about. Was in the, the, the multiflora roses. Actually yeah. introduced it. That's exactly right. To get rid of the multiflora roses, and it got out of hand. So be real, right. real good about getting all the rose parts and roots and pieces out of the ground, and then plant whatever you want to. Another knockout could be fine, right in the same place. Okay, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for calling. You know, Vicky, we need to one more time give an explanation of what rose rosette virus is and describe the symptoms because it is now showing up and real yeah. easy to see yeah i saw some the other day it's the first that i'd seen here at the store not in our store but a customer brought it in it turns real red and it gets gnarly looking and it has huge thorns gnarly on it. it's gnarly, gnarly. okay real gnarly <laughs> gnarly looking. so real red that's yeah, what real, real red and it's yeah. kind of distorted looking yeah and but the thorns are, because you know the the new foliage is always red on knockouts, yeah. but this is, it's just the big thorns and it's kind of... It will look unusually gnarly. red and the thorns will look unusually fierce, fierce yeah. all around the tips of the branches. And that again is a virus called rose rosette virus. And we see it a lot on knockouts, but that's, it's not just Because there's so knockouts. many of them. Yeah, that's so many knockout it's roses. Not that but uh, if you have it, pull those roses out or they will continue to infect Put them in a plastic bag. Compost. Yeah, don't compost. Uh, let's see, we've got who? Gene Indicator, who joins us this morning. Gene, good morning. Good morning. How can we help? I have knockout roses that are blooming <laughs> pretty, but the leaves are all crumbled up like drying up. Ooh. It did it last year, too, and I, I went to Pikes and they told me to get some knockout, I mean, some uh, seven dust, but. Yeah. Uh, they're always gone again. <laughs> yeah, it's I need to figure out what the problem yeah. is before I recommend any kind of insecticide or fungicide or something like that. So let me ask two or three questions, and maybe we can figure out what it is. How long have they been in the ground? Oh, they've been in there for several years. And when did you first notice the drying? Was it just this year and last, last year, or was year. it five years ago? Last year. How are they getting watered, or how are they getting fertilized? They're right by the side of the house so they get water when everything else does and okay and fertilize well i put some fertilizer around them but i don't know what it was whatever was in the basement about <laughs> so that basement brand fertilizer yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of people use that brand <laughs> More. whatever i can find what uh, what time of year when was the last time you fed it uh maybe the first of the when they first started to put out. All right, that was right to do then. 
I don't see anything. You haven't told me anything that allows me to figure exactly on what's doing there. You could, if you want to, Gene, send me pictures on my website if you have a cell phone or something to take pictures and email them to me. Where but, are the brown leaves? Are yeah, they at are the they, bottom or where are they? That's a good question. Well, I, last year when I went over to Pikes, I put some in the car, but then I was afraid to take them in because I thought it was a disease that might get on something in their car. No, and cool. the girl didn't want to see them. But where where are the leaves occurring on the plant? It's the regular leaves of the plant, but got the blossom the and then Top. the blossom, and it's all of the leaves that are on it. Huh, Mickey? I see. I hear silence on the left of the microphone here. That's going to be a tough one, Gene. I think that you either have to send me pictures or take the plant into a pike and say, "Can you help me diagnose this?" Because I just can't get any clear vision of what's going on with the rose and what can be done to prevent that so and the blooms are still viable yeah, yeah. it's got blooming good on there so i think you got to bring yeah. it in or send pictures one or the other that's one of those situations where you just a picture is worth a thousand million words there we'll figure it out if we got a picture of it but thanks for calling gene we'll figure that out if you'll send us a picture for that real quickly let's see sarah is in morrow we have two minutes sarah how can we hey, help good morning Yes, uh, I tried to grow carrots for the first time last year, yeah. and I got them too thick, and so I tried to thin them out a little bit, but I guess I didn't do a good job. But anyway, uh -huh. I don't know how to tell when they're ready to pull up. Sometimes I'd pull them up, and they'd be just little bitty things, and then other <laughs> times they would be, you know, the nice carrots. Yeah. And also, um, I left them in the ground all through the winter, all through that freezing cold weather, sure. and they were just as pretty and bright and green tops, and they still are. And I yeah. don't know if they're still safe to eat after going through all of that. Oh, yeah, they're plenty yeah. safe to eat. Um, oh, good. Carrots are very cold tolerant, as you found out. They oh, yeah. Grow in oh, the I ground. didn't know that. Even in the wintertime. So my guess is that what you need to do is simply to dig them up and see if there's any growth on them. Dig a couple of them up. Yeah. Do, you, do you have one or 200 plants there? Oh, golly, I have probably about 30. <laughs> Okay, well, that's enough you can waste a couple and just see, or maybe use your finger to dig around. I've done that. You can sort of flip the soil. I'm using, I'm showing my audience here at Pike Nursery about how I do this, but I take my pointer finger and sort of flip the soil around the shoulders of the carrot underground. And if it's about the size of a dime or a little bit bigger, I figure that's big enough. That's one I can dig out of the ground and eat. Yeah, okay, well, great. My son said those are the sweetest carrots he'd ever eaten. Good. They say that cold weather really makes yeah. some of the outdoor plants, collards and uh, Brussels sprouts and things like that, taste a lot better. And sweet carrots like that are, are great to have. And uh, one more thing is that you plant the carrot seeds in the fall, but many times you'll see a whole bunch of them that survive the winter easily. And they're the ones that I then might transplant in January, February into really soft soil. The carrots have to have soft, soft, soft soil in order to grow long and not run into rocks and hard places that cause the uh, carrot to, to deform itself. There's a really good one called Nantes Half Long. That was the one that yeah. I have done better with. N-A-N-T-E-S, Nantes Half Long. That's the variety of carrot you can find easily the seed around town at Pike, certainly, and that's the one I think, too. It's a real, real good carrot. It's 818 at News Talk WSB. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Theme from a summer place. Oh, that brings back so many memories. My friend Buddy, Buddy Darden is here this morning, and Buddy was a 4-H camp counselor when I was at camp, and they played theme from a summer's place, and we slow danced. It was the first time I had ever danced with a girl to a theme from a summer's place. You can imagine the memories that are going through my mind right now. But first, we have to talk about the weather. It's going to be a very, very nice day. 20% chance of rain high around mid to upper 80s. 88 degrees sounds about right. Same tonight in the low in the low 60s. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Broadcasting live this morning from Pike Nursery on Barrett Parkway, the West Cobb location, along with Mickey Gazaway. And let's see, Jim, do, 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 do we have, yes, somebody, one, two, three, yes, waiting the longest. Joanne is in uh, Watkinsville, Winston. Winder, Joanne is in Winder. Hey, Joanne, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm fine. How can we help, Joanne? Uh, I have a question. I have been looking for Moses in the bulrushes. A plant, it's a house plant, and yeah. I have not been able to find it anywhere. The plant that I know of as Moses in the bulrushes is uh, Secrecia, yeah, purple leaf plant. Yeah. Yes, and it has the little cradles with the little tiny Moses white flowers. Sure, sure. But it's not a house plant. I don't think it. There's a loud car going past us here. I don't think it grows very well as a house plant. It's more a, an outdoor ornamental plant, is what I see, Secrecia. Oh. Well, do you know where I can find one? Does Pike? Yeah, we sell it. Yeah, yeah, I was looking it over. It has a the, purple leaf. Real purple. Yes, purple leaf. Yes, a purple leaf. My mother had one many, many years ago, but she it was a house plant to her, and uh, she won a blue ribbon with it. It was so beautiful. Yeah. But uh, I have not been able to find it. But you Come by Pike Nursery it? at West yeah. Cobb and Mickey Gasway will personally put it in your hand. How Absolutely. about that, Joanne? <laughs> okay, that'll be great. <laughs> You're not that far. Winder, I don't care. It's on the other side of the city right there. But if you it's want a personal endorsed Secrecia, Mickey Gasway will do it for you. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks for <laughs> Thank calling, Joanne. Thank you so Joanne. much. You bet. Secrecia, Moses in the Cradle, Moses in the Bulrushes, Moses in the Moses got the top billing for that particular yeah. plant. Mm -hmm. And one of the things about being a longtime gardener for Mickey and myself is you learn about the little common names that people call plants by. Confederate rose, we know that's not a rose, it's a hibiscus. And many, many plants, and somebody comes in and they say, what is going on with this particular plant? And uh, they call it a common name. And Mickey and I nod and say, oh, I know what that tabletop is. Tabletop viburnum. Ta what is a tabletop? No, what is a tabletop? Double-file. Double-file viburnum. Oh, tabletop. That's exactly right. You taught me something new today. Tabletop viburnum, the same as double-file viburnum. Right now it's 827 and one half at News Talk WSB. We'll give a weekend prize pack away in the next half hour, as well as visit with Mickey about what is the pike pick of the weekend. We'll be right back after news. Now your girl is going to miss it and your house has got an empty bed. The folks will wonder about the wedding, they won't listen to a word you said. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. A big old crowd of folks here this morning. 
at the Pike Nursery at Barrett Parkway, the West Cobb location. Mickey Gasaway from Pike Nursery is with me as well. We're going to give away the weekend prize pack right this very minute while we have a couple of seconds to do it. Ashley Frasca, back in the station, is thinking of a number between two and seven to determine who wins a pair of tickets to see the Atlanta Ballet's production of Mayhem, May the 15th through the 17th at the Cobb Energy Center, plus a McDonald's $25 gift card. Our weekend prize pack, Ashley Frasca, who wins it? Caller number three. Caller number three to our contest line, 404-741-0750. If you're caller number three, you win our valuable WSV McDonald's weekend prize pack. Bob is in Sandy Springs and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Bob, good morning. Hey, Walter, good morning. I've got a Bob, couple. Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey. Are you there? We are so much here you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Um, I've got some Nellie Stevens Evergreens, and uh, they've been in the ground two years. Uh, using them as a privacy screen, I was right. wondering if you could tell me what kind of fertilizer, what, what's good for those bushes. They're, they're doing well. They have nice uh, red berries, uh, but they seem a little slow on the growth, or slower than I thought they would be. Yeah, holly tone. Love holly tone. Yeah, holly tone is an espoma right, fertilizer right. product. Great for hollies. Does a fabulous job. I think that's what you need. Holly tone. That's fantastic. Holly tone. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That was easy. Thanks for having such a nice, easy question for us. My question right now is, Mickey Gasaway, what is the Pike Pick of the Weekend since I forgot to introduce you a moment ago? That's right. You did. Um, it's Gardens to Go. Those are little com combination plants. Little things. combination oh, planters. Some of them have just got one thing in it. They're all at least 10 inches. You can just take it and sit it down on your porch or your patio, and your mom would love to have one of those. Do you hear this, kids? Are my children listening? <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> So they, they, they what, kind of, what kind of flowers are in there? They've got all different kinds of things. I noticed one this morning that I hadn't seen before that's got several different perennial shade perennials. Mm -hmm. It's got a fern, and it's got, uh, I think it's got some aspidistra and some other things that looks, would be great, and it would be permanent. So that would be a so really good So 20% off? 20% off. Gardens Just be to go. sure and ask for Any it. Any Pike Nursery, go to the cashier. That's say right. this is Walter and Mickey's Pike's Pick, mostly Mickey. Uh, Pike Pick for the weekend, get 20% off of it. And this is, a, as Mickey said, a great emergency gift when you can't think That's of what exactly your mama right. wants get our garden to go she'll be happy no matter where you where you live that's exactly right yeah all right so we'll do that any classes coming up mickey uh not not this week okay not, not this week mm -hmm. all right but if you need details on the pike nursery locations and everything else you need to know about pike nursery where would we look mickey at pikenursery.com that's the easy thing to do pikenursery.com be sure to ask will 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 is in jefferson yeah. joins us hey will good morning how y'all this morning? We are yeah. all right. What's up? Well, if it hadn't been for my son having a big old about 80 or 90-year-old oak tree blow down in his yard over in Jackson County oh, when those storms came in a little a week ago, I'd be there in front of you instead of over there helping him saw up some trees. Be careful. <laughs> but, I'm glad you're taking care of your son's business. How can we help then? There, there you go. But I, I thought I'd check to see if you could share some citrus wisdom to me this morning. Sure. Uh, we've got quite a few citrus trees that we uh, keep inside in pots during the winter but put them out in the summer and we've got a couple of them that just for no apparent reason and they all get the same watering the same tlc same fertilizing and everything but one or two of them periodically uh usually in the winter months or late in the winter just before spring starts have a total leaf drop where they just yeah. get down the bare stick limbs and uh 
before that, they have beautiful blooms. All the everything sure. looks like they're ready to go for production, but all of a sudden they just go through a total leaf drop. I will tell is you that what happened to mine. That might be a, just have... a uh, defective tree, or is it something we're doing? Probably neither one. I will tell you what happened to my Meyer lemon this winter. It completely defoliated. I, it had three leaves left on it, maybe three out of 300 when I put it in back in the, back in the fall. But what happened to my Meyer lemon is it got a bad infestation of spider mites. And spider mites, when the Meyer lemon is outdoor in the spring, summer, fall, are controlled pretty readily by beneficial insects. But who has beneficial insects in the sunroom? Not me. And so the spider mite population just exploded. The leaves started dropping. I tried spraying with spider mite spray. I didn't get all of them evidently because the leaves kept on dropping. And so about two weeks ago, I guess now, I took my Meyer lemon outside and put it Sorry, in a sort of a semi-bright place. It is leafing yeah. up like a champion right now. It's doing fabulous. So even though oh, I mistreated it by not getting rid of the spider mites, it's coming back. It's got blooms on it, leaves on it, coming on strong. I think sometimes, well, too, when you just change environments, if you bring it, if you've already got your house uh, real warm, I think sometimes that yeah. does it. Well, now, I was just going to say, well, I don't think we've noticed anything that would indicate spider mites. What kind of uh, uh, signs or symptoms do they show? Because I haven't seen anything that looks like a bug little, or a Little, uh, little bitty spider webs. Or, Look, if you have uh, a light or sun, sunshine going through the plant, it's easy to see spider mite webs on my plant anyway. So you can see these little bitty spider webs. <laughs> If you're real sharp eyes, you look on the back of the leaves and see the see the spider mites there. Okay, but uh, you say you put yours out in the good sunshine in the spring, and they came right back to life like they should. I started it in bright, what I call bright shade. Yeah. I have a dogwood tree that looks, you know, is a good place to put plants in bright shade. I was there for a week, and then I pulled it out to full sun, and it's like I said, coming on strong. All right, what what should we spray with maybe next? Uh, winter uh, to keep the spider mites from doing that to it again. What I have vowed to do, as long as this one comes back and looks as good as it looks now, is I'm going to spray before I bring mm -hmm. it in, not wait for the signs to show up. I think I should have been more preventative. Uh, let's see, Bayer has an insect mite and uh, insecticide on a little hand sprayer that, I can, that I've used. I'm Oils sure. do good. Oil might Oils be good, yeah. Good. You, could, you could spray it with an oil, horticultural oil spray, sometime maybe September before October you bring it in and see if the oil doesn't help to control the spider mites and any other insects that are on the Meyer lemon. Okay, so they you probably brought it in with you if you yeah, had spider if you got mites. Spider mites. If you outside, had spider mites, which were is. not definitive, but if you had spider mites like I did, I'm positive they came in with just two or three or four and then had a population explosion in my sunroom. All right, if, there, if it, for whatever reason, turned out not to be spider mites, what would be the second option that would cause that? Uh, dry, real dry air, change being real near a vent, change in environment. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I appreciate it. Y'all enjoy the uh, Saturday, and I wish I could have stopped by and got one of those good old Chick-fil-A biscuits this morning, but well, I'll take you up on the next stop. <laughs> that's, the one, that's the one that I'm eating right now is your Chick-fil-A biscuit. <laughs> well, well, just enjoy it to the fullest, but it's not, it's not its best until you put some strawberry jam on it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling. <laughs> strawberry jam? You put strawberry jam on Chick-fil-A biscuits? I never have done that. Sounds good, though. Lorenzo Kemp says he, it tastes good. It tastes great. Our engineer vouches for a little bit of strawberry jam on the Chick-fil-A biscuit. All right. New things you learn every day. Jim is in Ackworth, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Hey, doing, Walter? Doing fine. I've got some three- or four-year-old established dogwood trees. Yeah. Um, down in a, a garden that has 
some very tall trees in it and then some azaleas. Um, and they get the same sort of uh, watering and everything else that the ones on the other side of the yard. The ones on the other side of the yard are doing fine. For some reason, uh, the two dogwoods that are on the other side of the yard, that there's very few leaves coming out of them, and one of them is uh, now got all of its leaves at the base of the tree and none of the branches at all. Wow. But it's Do been I in the ground, you said, for two or three. Woman? It's been in the ground for two or three years, you said? Yeah, they, they did fine last year, the year before, and, and everything. Yeah. But this year, but, I don't well, know what happened. Dogwood. I have had dogwoods just the tops die. And if you notice, if you're in the woods, um, dogwoods are multi-stemmed. Yeah. And that's what the top gets killed back, and that's what that those plants at the base, I think that's what's happening. It's trying to put up more stems to save itself. Yeah, save itself. So but if you I, cut, you know, if there's really, there's no green at all at the top, even if you scratch it, then we ended up just cutting that off, and now we've got a nice multi-stemmed uh, seven-foot dogwood. Yeah. So we haven't diagnosed exactly why well, the top died, but what to do when it does die, cut it out, let the sprouts come up and have a nice dogwood afterward. If they're only four years old, they've got plenty of years ahead of them yeah. to, to live. So cut off the top and let the... If you're sure it's dead. If you're sure it's dead, if you see no leaves, no buds, no nothing that indicates life in there, yeah, cut it out. It's not doing anything for you when it's dead. All right. Thank you. All right. Great Thank talking you. to you, Jim. Thanks for calling. We have time. Yes, we do. John is in Decula and joins us with insects. Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, John. We're doing great. How can we help? Well, I wanted to go with the azaleas and the fig thing, but something else popped up instead. I was cutting back a holly bush yesterday. And when I turned over, turned over the growth, I had these little white, flat things under the leaves about a half inch long. Yeah. And I'm wondering, what is it and what do I need to do? Sure sounds like scale, scale to me, thing. Mickey. Yeah. All right. We're, we're in agreement right now, John. Scale insects attack hollies. They attach themselves to the backside of leaves as well as to the stem uh, of the holly plant nearby. And they suck the sap out of the holly. And if you look around underneath, sometimes you'll see a black uh, coating sticky a little stuff. skin Start sort of a, yeah sticky stuff that uh, there's the honeydew that they've uh, excreted and black sooty mold grows on top of that so that's what we think you have scale insects feeding on your holly and what do I do about it use a systemic systemic I insecticide systemic. yeah we've got bonide systemic granules you've got bear tree and shrub you follow the directions put them on the ground mulch or, or water them in irrigate them in and that poison goes up into the sap of the of the it's holly not bush. instant but it'll it'll the um that's such a slow killer it's yeah. not going to kill it instantly so mm -hmm. it gives it about two months will be in the plant and then the insects will die i think in two months from now you go out there and see all those little scale that you used to see that were alive and mm -hmm. you flick them with your fingernails you'll find that they're just dead they're brown little husks on the back side of the leaves so, again, systemic insecticide is what I would use, and bonide or bayer, either one, would work just fine on it. But wait a couple of months before you really see anything really happening with it. John, thanks so much for calling. we got to go right now because it's 8.47, and you're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Come back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need.
And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. A very pleasant afternoon. Highs in the upper 80s today, 20% chance of rain. Tonight, uh, about the same as far as cloudiness goes. And we'll have a, high, we'll have a low this evening around 64, 65 degrees. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Karen is in Marietta and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Karen, good morning. Hey, Walter. Hey. Good morning. Um, I good have morning. two three-gallon size containers. They're terracotta. Yeah. And I need to know what to plant in them. Here's my requirements. They need to be perennial, deer resistant, and I, and cold tolerant because I leave these outside year-round. Sure. So how big are the pots, did you say, Karen? So about three-gallon size, maybe a little bigger. They're about two feet tall. Sun or shade? How much sun do we get, Karen? Um, maybe four hours a day. That's well, not afternoon. bad. Morning or afternoon? Yeah. Mostly afternoon. Okay, so it's going to be pretty hot, but mm-hmm. she wants deer resistant and wants something. And what were your other requirements there? Um, Winter I resistant. Leave the, they're, pretty, they're too big to haul around, so yeah. I leave them outside year-round. And I put, a, like, a perennial flower in them last year, yeah. the pincushion, and those yeah. just died. Offhand, I can't think of anything that's evergreen. Others maybe can think of this quicker, but I'm thinking of, uh, you know, daffodils certainly are deer-resistant. We know that. Um, vines, I'm looking at the mandevilla in front of me right here, it's thinking not, that would be too big. It's not for, evergreen. And it's not no. evergreen. I was thinking of hellebores if it had been in the shade, because I usually won't eat those. Or if you had more sun, I was thinking about lantanas. You know, hellebores I think would do okay, even if they have the afternoon sun. All right, we're going to come to a conclusion right here, Karen. Hellebores. I think hellebore. You know hellebore? The, yeah. Um, Linton rose. Linton rose. I have several of them. Uh-huh. Then you need to have several more and put them in that pot and uh, keep them outside they're certainly deer resistant they're certainly winter tolerant they're certainly evergreen they have flowers in the spring and you can get some awesome color combinations and flower shapes from linton roses these days what's the one that faces upward now mickey that you and i have commented on is franz peter or something like that if you go to pike if you go to pike in the spring they'll have them in in bloom you can buy them now of course one of the gold collection yeah the gold collection that's right okay yeah i've got some of those elsewhere okay great thanks that's great talking to you. Thanks for calling, Karen. Bye. Well, it has been a fabulous Saturday morning. Thanks to my audience here at Pike Nursery at uh, Barrett Parkway. Mickey Gazaway saved my grit several times and answered all the questions for me that I didn't know. Buffy Berman gave out my shirts and gave out my prizes. I appreciate that. The Chick-fil-A, the Chick-fil-A good people at uh, Dallas Highway supplied our Chick-fil-A biscuits and uh, coffee this morning. Thanks to them. Lorenzo Kemp, 15-hour day, another day for our engineers. Still working it hard. Lorenzo Kemp is awesome. Ashley Frasca, Scott Baxter back in the studio, made sure we are on the air the entire time. And David Danzig super, superimposed himself on everything that we did. It's been a great Saturday. We'll see you next Saturday again right here, right now, 6 to 9 o'clock for another edition of You Got It, Lawn and Garden. See you then.